This is Crowcast, the podcast from Crow in the UK, a leading audit, tax, advisory and risk firm with global reach and local expertise. In our podcast, you will hear from our specialists, offering insights and pragmatic advice to businesses of all sizes, professional practices, non-profit organisations, pension funds and private clients. Hello, my name is Jane Mackay and I'm Head of Tax at Crow UK. I'm joined today on this special pre-budget Crowcast by three of my fellow tax partners, Lawrence Field, Corporate Tax Partner, Rebecca Durrant, Private Client and Rob Jannering, VAT, who are here to discuss with me their hopes and wishes for next week's budget. So, uh, Lawrence, from uh, your general overview of tax and particularly from the kind of corporate tax area, what do you think will be on the Chancellor's mind when he's thinking about his announcements and and what he's going to do uh, for the UK economy in the announcements next week? Well, I think if we we go back towards November, um, you know, effectively what he seemed to be doing there was trying to stabilise the economy, Um, or at least I suspect that's what he'd argue. Um, I think this budget is kind of a test of the ambitions of the government. You know, do they just want to see it out till the end of 2024 and then make it someone else's problem? Or do they really want to try and do something to get the economy going? Um, You know, personally, I hope it's going to be the latter, but, you know, only time's going to tell. Um, You know, the reality is that um, in November, lots of taxes were raised. Um, how was it done? It was kind of stealth taxes. It's relying on inflation. Ever since then, you know, the, the government have kind of pretended that they really hate inflation, but in practice, it's doing all the heavy lifting for them. Um, so I think that you know what what he's going to be thinking about or should be thinking about is what are my revenues looking like going forward? Inflation is probably holding the economy back. But what else can I then do to try and stimulate growth and investment and try and get into a position politically in a year or so's time where they've got a much better story to tell? So, yes, yeah, so moving on to the subject of growth, there's a sort of general consensus across the political divide that, that growth is the aspiration. So in terms of what he should be doing or will announce in respect of growth, what are your thoughts? Well, to me, I think the big, the biggest challenge for businesses at the moment is understanding what support they're going to be getting for investing. And, uh, you know, basically investment is the only way that we're going to get long term growth. I don't, don't think any economy's ever way, ever managed to tax itself to growth. So we need to get businesses comfortable and confident in making, uh, making growth, uh, making investment decisions. Um, the, problem we've got, and it's been highlighted in the press in the last two or three months, you know, oil and gas businesses have decided that the energy level is too high, they're putting their investment elsewhere, AstraZeneca has gone to Southern Ireland rather than rather than to the UK, because it perceives taxes are too high. We've got, you know, Jaguar Land Rover saying that they need subsidies if they're going to build a battery plant here. And all of that's symptomatic of companies just not having confidence in the investment environment. So 
you know, I, I think that things need to be done that can either be tax breaks, so carry on with things like the super deduction, the 130% deduction for, for, for spending on capital items. Uh, there's also, I think, potential to grant some subsidies. You know, we've, we've left the EU now, so apparently we're in charge of our own fate. And you could see a, a scenario where we try and mirror something like the Americans have done with their, uh, they call it the Inflation Reduction Act, but actually it seems an opportunity to hand out subsidies to green businesses. And this could be something that, you know, mixed in with the tax, uh, some, you know, tax changes, there might be an opportunity to actually offer some subsidies to encourage companies to invest in the UK. Okay, thanks. Um, so, um, Rebecca, if um, uh, part of some of the priorities are controlling interest and controlling inflation, from a private client point of view, what's he going to do? Um, well, hopefully, not a huge amount now. I think what private clients will be looking for is, is, is some stability and certainty in terms of their investments over the next next few years. I think Lawrence's point on the um, inflation doing the heavy lifting is 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 a is a good one. Um, we've just seen the results from the um, self assessment tax take in January, and um, this year there was two twenty one point um, nine billion pounds worth of tax paid in January this year, which is up a third from from the previous year. So I don't think inflation. Bearing in mind that will be on on um, tax position up to fifth of April twenty two is probably not taken into account the, the the higher inflation at this stage but it will certainly um be a result of some of the fiscal drag from the frozen allowances that we've seen equally iht tax inheritance tax has increased um capital gains tax has increased mainly due to a lot of the uncertainty that um private clients have had over the past two or three years as to whether or not those rates are going to change um so i think from my perspective i would like to see actually not do very much at all but from from this point it's been so volatile since um the mini budget that i think we just need to we just need to see a bit of certainty good and um one of the topics that's been in the press a lot is about the increase in the number of economically inactive do yes. you think there's anything that he might do or should do in respect um, of those i think the the ec- Economically inactive that I think he's referring to are those um, generally the over 50s that potentially have had a change of heart throughout COVID. You decided not to be potentially be made redundant, decided not to go back to work because they're quite you know financially um, comfortable enough not to do so. I think one of the things certainly that I've been reading in the press that they're talking about looking at are um, potentially capping the the flexibility around pensions. So at the moment, you can take 25% out of your pension pot tax-free, um, no matter what the size. So whether or not they, they look to cap some of that, whether they look to do some of the changes around um, on tax reliefs, again, in, in how we save that. The other thing that we've seen mentioned as well is um, restrictions on ISAs. We've got some, you know, very thrifty investors over the last you know 10 20 years with ice has been in place where people have been able to put away quite okay, large nice. amounts of money that have got quite good now sizable um ice pots that are, are investing um pretty much tax-free particularly now with interest rates going up as well you know that's that's going to create a nice pot so people don't necessarily need to go back to work so whether he changes something around that um 
I don't know. I, I mean, in terms of priorities, I, th- I think one of the things for me is he has got so much going on at the moment. I think concentrating on businesses and getting that growth moving is probably has got to be a priority. My hope would be that that's where he focuses attention and actually leaves private clients to have a bit of breathing space over the next couple of years. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. So, Rob, um, from a VAT and customs point of view, it, it's been a tough couple of years for businesses as they've got used to Brexit. What what do you think he could do and what do you think he will do in your area? Yeah, so you're right, Jane. It's been quite a rocky past couple of years with Brexit. It's, it's taken us out of the single market with Europe, out of the customs area. Um, we've got a different fat system, customs. Uh, it, it's really difficult for businesses and there's been a lot of changes and thresholds moving around. Um, I mean, there's a number of different things you could do from a VAT and a customs point of view. I mean, there's always pressure that he should put more zero rates in place. So he he should reduce the VAT charge or maybe consumers. And and the reason to do that is that it puts more money in their pocket. It helps with cost of living. That maybe is more spend and that drives the economy. I, I, I think, though, probably he won't do that because he he a needs the tax take that he's going to get um and b there's a lot of evidence now to prove that when zero rates are put into place and we've seen it with the the zero rating of electronic downloads for for newspapers and books that doesn't get passed on to consumers so all that happens is the business get an increased uh, basically income coming into their business they don't change the price and pass it on to the consumers. So good for business, but then do they invest it, less control over it, probably getting paid back in dividends or something else. So so I don't think he'll do anything about rates. And the other thing he could do, we've, we've talked and it's all about growth. There's been a lot of evidence, and this has been the case for some time, about the, the cliff base of the VAT registration threshold. What you see is lots of businesses and people clustering around income of 83,000 because they don't want to go over £85,000. That's because if they do, they need to be VAT registered. They need to start charging their customers more money or they need to lose a sixth of it. And that makes them uncompetitive or they need to work harder to have the same take home pay. So there's a, there's a huge drop off a cliff base at £85,000 of businesses. And obviously that stops growth. Um, and that comes back to Rebecca's point about economic inactive people. They could do more, but they won't because of that registration. So what he could do is either put the registration threshold to zero, make it a level playing field for everybody. Uh, probably means more tax take ultimately, but makes them very unpopular. Or he could increase the threshold to say 150, 200,000 pounds. That means people could then grow businesses more. There will be less VAT take, but maybe there will be more take in other taxes. It's you'd have to do some analysis around that. Um, and but as reality, says, Rob, what, what do what do sort of most of people in the EU? What kind of fat threshold do they have? In, interestingly, so in the EU, there's very low thresholds. Mm-hmm. So they actually look to have nearly everybody registered. One of the things that came out of the negotiations with Northern Ireland this week is that 
the EU are actually introducing a threshold about the same as ours to mean people don't need to be registered. They're they're going the opposite way to us. They claim it's a simplification, which of course it is. People don't like the admin and there's a point at which you can only manage so many businesses as a tax authority to make sure they're doing it correctly. There, there are real pros and cons to each of it. But but as it is, it's a it's a slump on the economy. It doesn't help it grow. The, the reality is I don't think he'll do anything because he'll just keep the status quo. What what I think it would be really good for him to do actually is nothing to do with rates or policy. It comes back to stability. And actually, it would be to make make probably a politically the wrong call for him, but make a long term investment in HMRC. Mm-hmm. The, the, the biggest thing we see in VAT and customs is basically HMRC not being responsive or taking forever to, to make decisions that gives our clients no confidence in doing business. For example, an options tax on a property, you want to get the property market going, they need to do an options tax to, to make it taxable. HMRC won't acknowledge those anymore. They, they always used to, they would look at it, people have got certainty, that doesn't happen anymore. And it just means you need more lawyers, more advisors involved to make sure people are covered, basically. So it, it would be good to, to remedy that. Another thing would be actually HMRC being able to respond to correspondence. We've got a client who's trying to pay half a million pounds of VAT to HMRC and six months have elapsed that nobody's responded to the letter and the correspondence that our client wants to pay the money to HMRC. And and HMRC have told us they're still only working through a backlog from August last year. Our client put the disclosure in in September, so it's still going to be some time to even be looked at and process and the money paid. There are some real quick wins that won't be a great fanfare, but Mm. they would really help businesses and really help the government to get the money in better and to make us look like the UK a better place to invest and to do business. That's what I would really like to see, because that would be a benefit to, to all clients and businesses. Mm. Nice to have, but hard hard to see how he's going to do that with uh, teachers and everybody else um, striking for pay. Might be a bit politically uh, difficult to uh, invest absolutely. in the revenue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not a vote winner, is it? More tax inspectors. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> no, it kind of it goes back to your initial question, Lawrence, about whether he's like throwing in the towel at this yeah. point or not. We'll we'll know if he announces spending on the revenue that yeah. he's really given up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So just kind of rounding this up, then, can I ask each of you to just give me your the the one wish, your the one announcement you hope he's the one thing you hope he's going to say on uh it's next next wednesday on the 15th uh lawrence uh he's got to get people investing so it's got to be enhanced capital allowances maybe extending the regime um and if he does it you got to ask yourself why didn't he do it five months ago why waste five months thanks uh rebecca um i'd like him to actually do nothing if i can sit there through the budget and not have to comments on anything from a from a private client perspective then that would be ideal i think the we, the situation just needs to be stable and calm for a while longer yet um while people kind of regroup thanks rob 
Um, I mean, I, I, in an ideal world, I'm loving to do some kind of follow up to the Northern Ireland talk about their, their privileged position with access. I think for me, ideally, same as Rebecca, he doesn't do anything. We have some stability and certainty um, and just get that confidence going again in the in the economy. That's the mm. key, really. Yeah, definitely. Great. Thank you all so much for your views. Um, we will uh, wait to see with bated breath what he does actually announce. Mm -hmm. So thanks for listening. That's brought us to a close for today. Please do make sure you follow us on social media to get the latest updates on the budget and the announcements as they're made. And we look forward to uh, being with you again to talk about tax very soon. Thanks. Tune in next time for another episode of Crowcasts. For more information about Crow, our services, industries we advise and insights, visit crow.co.uk. We are an independent member of Crow Global, one of the top 10 accounting networks in the world. You can connect with us on social media by following Crow UK on LinkedIn or at Crow UK on Twitter.